0: To the Academy Awards, I don't know which number wow, I was wow, going to say wow. what number it is, but I don't, I don't know. if my... it's the ninety fourth, ninety 96th? 94th? something like that, right? I have no idea. Okay, whatever. I don't know why I'm asking you. You, you didn't. <laughs> you care so little about this stuff, yeah, but you do. You, I have to give you credit, Taylor. You put up with my awards stuff and Oscars. Yeah, stuff, uh, and I know so you put up with it.
1: I know our listeners enjoy it, so. Mm. Even though I don't know what year of the Oscars it is, I'm excited. Yeah. We are edging ever closer. This is our last pre-Oscar show, and our next yeah. show will be the, the Oscar show.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing. Like it's kind of the last leg to watch Oscar movies. Like even even though we haven't, you know, mentioned it on the show, basically I've been catching up on the movies like you've already reviewed. So we mm-hmm. won't bring them up each week. But like I watched Power of the Dog and I watched Belfast and I'm trying to catch up on a few more things, trying to get them all in b- before the Oscars. So this past this past week and this one coming up are kind of like the last chance to see some of these movies before the awards. So Your I'm last my hurrah. Yeah, I always do my Oscar ballot the last day possible because I'm just doing my research.
1: And then there's me who sometimes just takes hot takes without having seen the films
0: <laughs> have you sent your ballot in yet i don't know no no I'm no, no. i
1: haven't sent the ballot in but i don't anticipate being able to see every single one like no, i don't think i'm going to be able to see tyler vance's 3 hour long car <laughs> Try my <one>.
0: car yeah <laughs> i i'm i was saving that one for this last week like i i right. do intend to to see it this week but uh, yeah we'll we'll kind of see what happens. How yeah. close do you think you're going to get?
1: So I've been really um devoting myself to the best picture ones. Um so let me just real quick pull up the best picture nominations and That's I'll a see. good place to focus on. I yeah. get why you'd focus Because there. otherwise it's like sorry guys, it's just not happening. <laughs>
0: makes sense no it um, makes total sense you know
1: as things are opening up and i'm trying to see people again um so let's see <laughs> visual 40, effects. yeah 50? you only
0: see the the four or five visual effects nominees yeah, That's like, like
1: directing is somehow in the middle where is the best picture nominations
0: might be at the end sometimes it puts it at the end depending upon
1: okay well why don't you chat a little bit and i'll see which ones oh and we're at the 94th So there you go. 94th.
0: Okay. I knew it was in the mid 90s. I knew that. But I just couldn't remember if it was 94th, 96th.
1: So, so far out of best picture, I've seen Belfast. I've seen Coda. I've seen Don't Look Up. I have not seen Drive My Car or Dune, King Richard. I've seen Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog. And I haven't seen West Side Story. So I guess that's, I've seen six out of the ten.
0: That's pretty but, good.
1: Yeah, and I wanna I I really do wanna see West Side Story and um I likely will squeeze in Dune and King Richard. So really it's just drive my car and maybe another one. But um I'm doing my best.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. Like yeah. six or ten already with like maybe you could squeeze two more in this week. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think I only haven't then seen Licorice Pizza and uh drive my car.
1: Right, so you're, and you'll be able to see Licorice pizza unless oh, you Licorice to do what pizza. I I'll watch
0: this week. I'll watch. You'll it this have, week for sure.
1: You'll have to do what I did and buy it off of Amazon for twenty five dollars. <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're definitely getting there, and and this is your uh, your final week to get your Oscar ballots and so definitely get those in. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, people. Uh, we've already got a lot of people signed up though, so hopefully you get them in on time though try not to get them in on saturday try to get them in end of day friday if you can otherwise so you risk not
1: being counted
0: 100 yeah and then you won't get the prize offer of hey you can come uh, host a show my cat's using the litter <laughs> and it's making a <laughs> lot of noise and i and she digs to china in there so i was hoping at that Yeah, she's got you business to do well you i know
1: you cut out just for a second mike i think you cut out just as you wanted me to fill in for you and so i oh. missed that window but okay well, um, she's doing work it's important work someone's gotta do it right
0: i know but it's just at this exact <laughs> moment she chooses to do it and she digs for like five minutes so she's I creative. Pausing. I keep pausing myself when I'm not speaking to like cut it out, so then you can like <laughs> talk. I was doing it all through like you're your <laughs> your talking with the Ken kind of words, but she's still not uh, done digging. So,
1: what a little goof!
0: Yeah, what a what a life we lead. But this is the the trials of of uh, recording from home. <laughs> you sometimes get these moments, and you're trying to.
1: Well, try you know, uh, early pandemic, everyone got to hear the beautiful. Uh, singing of my puppy, Teddy. So um, I'm glad that, you know, as Teddy grew up during the pandemic, he's not as vocal. So I'm glad the pressure is off me. And now it's on um, your little kitty to make make the pet noises. Who will never,
0: who will never grow up and learn.
1: No, kitties always stay little, little, little sillies.
0: (laughs) Um, I she might be she might be done okay um so uh, no never mind <laughs> there <she goes> <laughs> yeah it's like it's honestly like she's digging to China like it takes like two Good seconds to bury your business and then now she just like <laughs> continues to organize and reorganize and there's so so the type of litter not that fans care about this but it, just while we're on the topic there's a t- this type of litter has um, an auto rake to it. So at the back of the litter, it auto rakes a couple times a day when it doesn't feel like when it feels like, oh, someone's in here, waits. And then once they're gone, it will rake for you. So this means you don't have to do litter changes quite as often. Uh, And what she'll do is she'll hit, she'll like smack the auto rake (laughs) about 15 times in a row at the back for some reason. Uh, and then uh, that's the noise that you may or may not be hearing. Uh, but anyway, back to movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, so get your Oscar ballots in. You can go to screeningandkingston.com uh, slash Oscars or it's like it's slash Oscars pool, screeningandkingston.com slash Oscars pool. You can submit your ballot, send it in. All you need is a first name and an email. And, yeah, not, not every year has the winner, you know, taken us up on the offer to, to kind of come on the show and there's no pressure. You don't have to. But if you do win, we're going to at least offer you, hey, if you want to pick the topics one week, become like a producer like Austin does, you absolutely can can do that as well.
1: Or you can just take the glory.
0: And you can take the glory, which most people do every every. Year. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Maybe they're afraid of us, Mike.
0: <laughs> I think it's just, it is, it's probably harder. Oh, yeah. It's hard to come on and talk for an hour and people are probably like, I don't even know what I would do, but like we, I don't know We, you and I do this every week. So like if people are nervous, like we can tell you, we'll carry the show. Like you just have to come on and be, be, uh, you know, contributor. We'll, we'll make sure it keeps going. We'll, we'll help with that. But, uh, yeah, no pressure. Um, that's just the prize we can offer. If you win the Oscars pool, you get to pick topics or come on screening in Kingston. Um, and Taylor and I are also in the pool. So you can try to just beat us, um, yep. which is tough. Uh, Taylor, you had a, you had a year high last year. A like fluke. You finished, yeah, you finished sixth place out of 40. Um, unknown to us how you did it, but you did do it. Um, and I
1: did not cheat.
0: <laughs> oh, did anyone accuse you of cheating?
1: Well, no, just because it was such a fluke. I don't want anyone uh, thinking that I cheated. No, it was you'll, just... you'll be
0: back to your last place this year, I'm sure. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> where you, where you used yep. To? Um, so yeah, today we, we've got a couple more Oscars movies we're going to review. Taylor saw coda and yep. i watched finally watched king richard i finally got it to rent uh not purchase i didn't want to purchase king richard just in case i rented <laughs> i waited until it was rented so i i did rent king richard uh, you gotta do what you gotta do mike that's, the, that's, that's <laughs> all we all we can do at this point uh and then we're gonna answer some fan questions we didn't get to um we have about five or so here now i will let people know i know there were a couple other fan questions that came in over the past week that we haven't gotten to yet. Something's going on with the email. It's organizing it weird. I think part of the issue is is I'm not leaving them as unread. I'm reading them going, oh, yeah, we got to go through this question. And then they get lost somewhere in there. So I promise you if your question does not get answered today, I will spend the next week or so going through it. And we'll make sure in the next couple of weeks we get to your question because your fan questions are important to us. We want you to keep writing in. Um, and we will find and track all that down. Um, I will say we sometimes do have issues with the screening in slash podcast page. So submit your fan questions right on the homepage. That's the easiest. It 100% comes to us. We've never had a problem with that. It's the contribute to the podcast section right on the homepage. So if you want to submit fan questions each week, screening in Kingston.com right to the homepage, or you can email our Gmail Screeningkingston at gmail.com. It's so a very simple, very easy. You can do it that way, and I will fix anything else on the website that's weird. Because I know some people said they sent in fan questions and we didn't get it, and it happened again. And it seems to be some sort of an issue with the podcast page, not the home page. So, home page, good to go. Screeningkingston.com, get your fan questions in. Um, let's answer some. Cool. Uh, I've been putting this one off because I know we got this last week and there were some important things in here. So we're going to go to Tyler Vance first. Um, So Tyler Vance always has fun email titles and I don't always read them. But this time he said, we do not speak his name. (laughs) Dear Taylor and Mike, much to my delight and occasional dismay, my name has been mentioned several times (laughs) over the course of the last Episodes and akin to Beetlejuice, calling my name multiple times in quick succession is enough to stir me from my dank pit, i.e., <laughs> the TTC, in which I spend most or the vast majority of my waking hours. So here I am, emerged and with thoughts. So he has four thoughts to answer some of the things we've actually asked of Tyler. Our Grant science personally. questions. Yeah. Number one, as something of a scientist myself, I can confirm Mike's description of the scientific process as a never ending cycle of failure. And refinement, that on a good day, follows the rhythm of two steps backwards and three steps forward. It also uh, has been uh, always this way, but the pandemic has allowed the population to catch a small glimpse of the whole scientific process rather than its final product. Their response has been, shall we say, not 100% (laughs) encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's his first. So yes, that we were asking about science and that is explaining science. So so I like Thank that you. that idea of two steps back, three steps forward and having to no, it... experiment. No, isn't
1: it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, two, three two steps, steps forward, two steps back.
0: Well, he describes it as two steps backwards then three steps forward. Okay, so the
1: optimistic to...
0: Yeah, I, I think what he's saying is that you often like there's much failure at the beginning of right. science, and then you finally start to take Got it, it forward. It's like that's what I just remember from from taking science in school. Which, like, again, I am not a scientist. The minute I could give up science in school, I me too on it. I, And the math. Second, I could. Well, I had to, <laughs> I had to keep in math, but yes, for science, I just like bailed on it. But I remember explicitly, and and Bill Nye the Science Guy also said that many many times that the method is not. Oh, we 100% have an answer. And what I was saying, I think, I think this was weeks ago. I don't even remember, but I think I was saying that people in the pandemic were not very patient with medical science having to get things wrong, figure things out. Not 100%. No, I think they wanted answers right away and it to be consistent in the same thing. Um, and looks like Tyler is confirming my description of science. So that's good. Great. That's something. Tyler
1: Vance, the science dude.
0: Yes. Tyler Vance, the science dude, screening Kingston's official science correspondent. Excellent. Uh, number two, I managed to get around to seeing drive my car the other day. I'm not sure if either of you will do the same and I'm <laughs> even less sure that you'll get out of it. What I did, but I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Highly recommend it to anyone who has three hours to spare and doesn't mind subtitles. So there you go. He liked drive my car. That was our s- suspicion. That this yep. was a Tyler Vance movie. Um, we, I, we, I'm going to watch it. I am going to watch it this week. I want to see it. I am going to put myself through it. I am going to watch it. Good for you. <laughs> you, you less so? <laughs>
1: I just don't know if I'm willing to commit to three hours on a movie that like, I may or may not like. Like, The risk is too high that I'm not going to like it. So, And with That's other movies needing to... Like, I want to see West Side Story, right? So I'd prefer to see that in time for the Oscars than drive my car.
0: There you go. That's fair. I think that's totally fair. Uh, Number three, I think Mike has given me a new LinkedIn bio blurb. So this is in quotations. There are two layers to Tyler Vance, one of good, which is Star Trek, and one of garbage, which is her smell. He says it's hard to imagine a more fitting description. Well, you're welcome. I don't remember (laughs) saying that, but uh <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it does, he's got this like star trek side which i totally understand and works in the science and is like super logical and then he's got this side of like these crazy movies that don't
1: yeah like that side. that great anime movie he had us watch mm-hmm. um i forget the which name which i would of call it. very good yes uh, very good
0: do, it was a very good movie but then he's got like her smell and what was that movie enemy with jake gyllenhaal enemy
1: and, and the scarlett johansson movie where she was a robot, cyborg <laughs> that he recommended.
0: I don't, I don't even remember. Remember
1: that. in the in the um movie club we did with Nicole. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> His pick. Hmm.
0: No, I I I don't remember the movie. But you blocked it out. Movie club. I guess so. <laughs> blocked out that. So traumatized. Uh, yeah. Number four, he says as a final note on licorice pizza. Okay, here we go. I think Taylor's feeling of discomfort regarding the age gap between the two main characters uh, is valid and the response that actually has been intended by the director. I think the entire movie works for me as a subversion of the rose-tinted 1970s where every whimsical adventure is undercut by social darkness, be it racism, homophobia, uh, police brutality, or the severe lack of parental influence in such a world of tainted whimsy. It makes sense to me that even the main romance is one that audiences cannot a hundred percent get behind, but that's just me. So he's thinking it's more on purpose to not mention it and to kind of make it kind of, you're not a hundred percent behind. Cause he even said he's not a hundred percent behind it either. So I think like, does that, would that change it for you, Taylor? If like, that's the director's intention.
1: Eh, Not really. No. Because I think, like, (laughs) why? Why? You know? Why are you doing it this way? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't think it wasn't like, I don't know. Like, you know, you think of Taxi Driver as like the movie, which like shows like the uh, seedy underbelly of like 1970s culture or whatever. Right. And like, you know. he's bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like, I don't know. I don't think it was implicit enough. If like that was intentional, like, oh, this relationship's naughty. It shows how the 70s were a bad time. If that's true, I don't think he did that well. Because that Mm -hmm. was not, I thought, and it's being touted as like a love letter to the 1970s.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. This this is why I love, uh, this is why I love movies. Because two people can get two completely different reads on it and both seem very valid to me (laughs) like as the outsider hasn't seen it yet i can both see both points and i'm interested to see it now even if i don't like the movie i'd rather have a movie that has something interesting to talk about than a movie that's just like oh wow it was good and now i have nothing to say right like i like that there's something interesting there so uh tyler finishes off by saying thanks for another slew of great shows and looking forward to the oscars sincerely tyler one bad day away from being a Spider-Man villain, Vance. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, poor Tyler <laughs> on the TTC.
0: Yeah. P.S. Regardless of which co-host's fault it was for the discordant opener for the KCFF episode, I think we can all agree that it was one of the best openings for a screening a Kingston episode in show history. <laughs> so that's his thought. It's but it was still overwhelmingly Taylor's fault. <laughs> overwhelmingly. Um, okay. So we've got next question. So this is a question from Josh that we didn't get to last week, and some right. of them uh, was rooted in our conversation last week about um, about Death on Nile. So it might be retreading here, but that's okay. Oh, but he asked three questions. So there you go, bingo card players. We bing, got bing, three bing. questions from Josh the Inquisitor. So you can get that today. So he says, "Oh, hey, first question: Did the movie stack up well to the book?" So that's an interesting question. So I think our discussion last week, we all kind of seemed to enjoy the book more. Yeah. Um, And some of us, I think, like the movie a little bit more than others. But like, I think, I think the three of us came to the conclusion that we preferred the book.
1: Yeah. And like, was it an okay adaptation? Sure. 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 So like, if you want to say, like, does it stack up? Sure. But like, by no means was this an amazing movie and it would be interesting to see how it stacks up against other adaptations because this is the only one I've seen like I haven't seen the 70s one I haven't seen the made for TV versions so um, I think it was fine and I think like I enjoyed my movie going experience like going to the theater with Dan and you know it was fun watching the movie but um, I still think the book was better (laughs) That's so that's kind of how I weigh in. Yeah.
0: I also know Josh didn't listen to last week's episode because he told me he hasn't seen the movie yet and he actually doesn't want it spoiled. Okay. Um, so I know he will get to this stuff later. So it's okay that we kind of – he'll watch, probably listen to this episode and the last one together once he's seen the movie. So um, I think his next question for us, I think we did also talk about last week. Like, were there any big differences that bothered you? Um, and I think we kind of went over some things that bothered us with differences. Like, again, I just couldn't get over, like, Army Hammer bothered me, um, like, a lot in that movie. Uh, so I think that that was <laughs> the thing that bothered me the most. I just think, like, the over, like, sexualized nature of his character was not 100% in the book. Like, to me, that was, like, overdone. A bit in the movie. Like I didn't have that same feeling in the book. Like the book kind of described things like a little bit vaguer and wasn't that like explicit. Like there were more than one scenes where I was like, what is going on? And
1: yeah, I didn't get the sense that he was like in the book, they really describe him as kind of being boyishly good looking, like kind of like a simple farm boy. Mm-hmm. Um and there was like passion between him and Jackie's sure. character, but it was a little bit more ambiguous. How do you say ambiguous? How do you say that ambiguous? You're trying to
0: say like ambiguity, but yes. more yes,
1: ambiguous? <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you were trying to say. Yeah, you're like I think ambiguous is what. That's
1: a trick. Yeah. That's a tricky yeah. one for me. But it anyways, is a tric- that's a tricky um. One, yeah. My biggest fault is that they got rid of my favorite character. Yes. yeah. Um. But I think all of the major broad strokes for our listeners, we're not going to give any spoilers um, this episode. That was our previous episode. So if people skipped that episode, I, I won't give any spoilers. Yes, no spoilers. But no. um, I will say that the, even though they change things, the major broad strokes between the book mm-hmm. and the movie are the same. So like I yeah. didn't have any like for me, it was more like production design, like totally. Writing, characterization, like, it was mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Like, I didn't really have a problem with the story. It was <laughs> all the other creative decisions yeah. that they d- they went with that I was kind of like, what? Like, weird. Which is
0: weird because Murder on the Orient Express, I liked all their creative decisions. Like, I thought... Kind of but thought
1: had you read the book? Out. No. So no. maybe that's why, that, why... But, like, the major, like... A major style issue I had was that it looked like a video game, that horrible CGI. Did Murder yeah. on the Orient Express look that way? No. So, yeah, there you Murder go. Murder on
0: the Orient Express, the entire time, takes place on this train. So like, right, so it's like contains sense. Contained sense. yeah. Yeah. And it it, it looks great. Like, it felt real. It looked really good. Everyone was very good in that. This looks like
1: budget cuts. I will say that.
0: (laughs) Totally, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, His last question: Do you think there'll be more adventures of Hercule Poirot brought to the big screen? Um, I think there will be.
1: If it's left up to that director.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and Frank
1: Kenneth Brana. Kenneth Brana. Kenneth Brana. He, uh, if left up to him, this is going to be a franchise. So. We shall and see. I,
0: I'm not opposed to it because to me, he's one for one. Like the first movie, I really enjoyed the second movie, not so much, but still enjoyed aspects of it. Like enough to, to say, okay, do another one, but learn from the mistakes and contain the movie. Like I just felt if they were going to have budget cuts and going to have issues, then get on the boat faster. Right? Yeah. Like do everything you can to get on the boat as fast as you can and then have the movie be contained there. So... We shall see. Um, next question here uh, comes from um, I think it's Rach, but it could be Rack. I'm not 100 percent sure how you pronounce that, so I apologize. But uh, they they have a question about the Oscars five timers club. So who do you think's going to win an Oscar first out of these five timer club members: Amy Adams, Kenneth Branagh, Glenn Close, or Willem Dafoe?
1: Ooh, that's tough.
0: It's a good group of people who don't have an Oscar.
1: What's game. Amy Adams being no- nominated for?
0: Not Nothing this year.
1: Okay. So I think I
0: think this question is oh, more in okay. like, the Like how likely do you think it is that kind of Bronner wins this year? Right. Versus, do you think one of these others will win in the coming years uh, well, and finally get their Oscar win?
1: Just the fact that he's nominated this year and I don't think those other. Was Willem Dafoe um, nominated for Nightmare Alley?
0: I don't think so. As I don't uh, supporting? I will, I will double check that right now, but I don't think he was nominated.
1: Because if Brana is the only one who's nominated this year, I think just by virtue that he's up this year, he has a better chance over the others, right? Like, Yeah,
0: Willem Dafoe is not up for an Oscar this right. year. So Kenneth Brana is up for Best Director, but like that's a tough category because there are quite a few directors this year that are getting a lot... Of. like drive my car is getting a lot of buzz i know that like jane uh campion for power of the dog is getting a lot of buzz i'm even hearing steven spielberg for west side story so like i think it is a tough year for him but i agree the fact that he's a nominated this year means he has a chance he's got the edge yeah he's got the edge but yeah i mean poor amy adams i don't know i like, know everything she does she tries to get an oscar and like Movies she's in are excellent, but it just hasn't worked out for her. I didn't know Close has one either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I think Amy Adams, um, is a very good actress. I think she like in my mind, like who is a good? She's more than a working actress, obviously, because she's like an A lister. But to me, like if Amy Adams is in a movie, she's gonna give a solid performance. Mm -hmm. And so it is almost a shame. Like what we talk about this a lot. Like what elevates an actor to Oscar-ness because in my mind, Amy Adams always gives it a hundred percent, you know, like I, um, so
0: who's up, like it's an unfortunate who's up for the award that year. Like, you know, you just have to be when, when your competition's like really tough, like, I think it becomes, I think it just becomes so hard to tell what's going to happen because some of her performances have been incredible. I agree with you, um, but it must just be the year. I don't know. I didn't know Willem Dafoe hadn't won either. <laughs> so yeah, but
1: I <laughs> get I get that because they're less generous to like character actors.
0: Sure, which Willem Dafoe is definitely.
1: Yeah, but again, a and very was- very talented. He was yeah. very good in Nightmare Alley, but he didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of screen time, so I understand yeah. them not nominating him.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, next question comes from Ashley. Uh, Ashley says, do you think the Oscars will ever get to a point where there isn't an international film category and all those films are just considered for best picture? With Minari, Parasite, Drive My Car, and many others that I can't think of right now, Roma. it's clear to me... Hmm? Roma. Oh, Roma. She's Roma. adding to the yep. list. <laughs> Roma's another good one, yeah. It's <laughs> clear to me that films from across the world are finally starting to get some recognition in North America. Do you think that this is a direction that the Oscars will ever... We'll ever get to. Um, I mean, I don't know because see to me, there's a part of me that actually I get kind of where Ash is coming from of like, well, if it's best picture, it's best picture. It shouldn't matter where it comes from. Um, But I think the category and the way I look at it is it does expose, especially for me to films that I would not have been able to see like drive. My car wouldn't have been on my radar if it wasn't for the Oscar buzz it was getting. So it was both for best picture and for, for best foreign film, but all the films that are going to be at the Oscars that are for, for best like foreign language, or I guess it's called international now, the five films, they will show clips, they will show little things from them, and it might pique my interest to watch them. So to me, I, I think it does kind of make sense to still, like yes, consider them for best picture, but to still have those categories because you want people to actually discover these great movies right so i don't know if they'll ever get to that point but like what do you think about that taylor
1: well in my mind the oscars are like the hollywood movie awards right like yeah. these are yeah, like definitely. american made and produced films like whether you like that or not like that's that's the history of the oscars is it not that it like emerged out of the hollywood studio system i could be completely wrong but like
0: no i i
1: I associate the Oscars specifically with American filmmakers, American actors and actresses. And then that's, you know it it's great that they include a foreign um, a foreign category, but still the focus is on American film. And I know like Canadians have won and like um, um non-Americans have won, but like it's within what we would consider like the Hollywood system right? So unless the Oscars deviate from Hollywood, I think they'll always maintain a foreign uh, foreign picture category or um, international um, movie category. And I think if the Oscars were to deviate from Hollywood, it wouldn't be the Oscars anymore. Like, that's a different award show. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So...
0: I think you're making perfect sense yeah. there and I think that that's why that part of me is like you do want you want to include and be inclusive to films that are outside of North America but having some separate categories to honor them is actually I think a a good thing because it is like the, this the Oscars it's Hollywood North American film but then they're recognizing that film from across the world can really hit and affect yeah. people and you know, do positive things. Impact, so I like, that they, like yeah. North
1: American, um North American audiences. Because like mm-hmm. there's the British film awards, Canada mm-hmm. has the Gemini Awards. So like the Oscars are America's awards. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I don't that's why I don't have a problem with it being a little bit more yeah. segregated, it's not the right word. That's a little bit too political, but like, no, but
0: having, having those separate categories where you are spotlighting specifically, this is from, this is our international film category. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what a bad I, thing. What I like, and what I'd like to see is that when the international category does transcend other areas, like drive my car is, and the list that, uh, that Ashley just gave are all great examples of, films from different parts of the world that are so good that they get nominated for best picture or we've seen like an actor or a a director also come out and get nominated as well like that happened for for quite a few um uh, different films in the past that that are international as well so no I, i agree with what you're saying taylor and i think even though it might seem on the surface to be more inclusive to just have one category by having the additional categories, you're actually going to get more opportunities to be exposed to film. Because what would we have? One foreign language film that we would know about if we didn't have the best international, you know, category? Because one would be Drive My Car would be nominated for best and the other four, like, would they be? Would they not be? Like, it's, it's good to have more opportunity to see and, and get exposed to more film. So
1: and I, I still, I still stand by that the Oscars are for Hollywood and that mm-hmm. if there wants, if, you know, there's a desire for, and maybe there, maybe it exists like an international movie awards. Don't, right. Like, yeah. why not? Like, don't, why not? have Why we, <laughs>
0: don't we have that? We talk accent? about <laughs> this. <laughs> that's what I think
1: of. It. Sometimes we talk about this. Like, it's like, um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, one thing doesn't have to be everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. why the Oscars don't have to now become an international film award because that's not what it is, right? So just make an international
0: movie. I'm sure movie. there are internet, like small international yeah. movie things, but like, but I get what you mean, like a mainstream big one that we like. Cause I know at festivals,
1: at festivals, they put, they give out awards. Like, if you win an award at like, canes or however you say that cans um Mm. that like is a big deal right in the international Mm. but it's still a film festival not like an award show right
0: um yeah
1: so i don't know i think like the oscars are the oscars and um probably what's gonna happen is the oscars will die before they evolve but i also don't think it needs to change because that's not what the oscars are maybe i'm Beating a dead horse, and maybe I'm crazy, but anyways, that's no. I
0: I get I get what you're saying. No, I totally get what you're saying. Like it it doesn't. Uh, it, it is what it is, and yeah, I would definitely watch like a more mainstream, like international kind of film award show just to be able to see kind of what else is out there in, in different yeah. parts of the world. Um, no, I love that. Like I love that idea, and and the, yes, here's the Oscars, and then you have like the world movie awards where the
1: world movie up. olympics or something yeah and <laughs> then
0: well you, that, that type of thing that <laughs> maybe not the but that type of thing where it's like you get to see the best yeah so the best films from North america are considered but they're up against the best films created all over the place and yeah it, you know it's it's more that way like that would be that would be awesome that would be an excellent thing um, to to see for sure um okay so one last fan question here before we quickly do our movie reviews. Um, So this one is uh, from uh, Carter, uh, and Carter asks, um, for your podcast going into the summer, How much do you think you will be going back to some of the bigger blockbuster movies at the larger movie theaters? I know it's Oscar season, so the focus is more on those types of films. But do you see the podcast looking at some of the bigger movies now that you can go back to movie theaters? Or will you still be kind of more balanced in the types of movies that you review each week? Um, We kind of just do whatever. (laughs)
1: <laughs> carter I I might just... be a newer listener to our show i would say that it's just to jump in kind of over top of you mike i feel like we in the summer months we do try to see some more blockbusters but because um the show uh you know originally was really tied to the screening room in kingston which doesn't typically show blockbusters, we still try to highlight kind of smaller, more independent, maybe art house films. So moving into the summer, you'll probably hear a little bit more of a mix, but um, we're still going to try to highlight, you know, the movies that would be playing at the screening room. Do
0: you think that's fair, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I think we try to, if it breaks it down, we try to once a week highlight something from the screening room. And once a week, highlight something that's in kind of a big blockbuster in the summer. Like, that's what we kind of used to do, where we'd sometimes see, you know, we'd try to do re- review two or three movies a week, and at least one of them is at the screening room. Um, and then you kind of go from there. I mean, that's also the... To me, you're describing the nature of, of films being released. In the summer, you just get more blockbusters, even at the screening room. Yes, yeah, you know, sometimes. You just get blockbusters.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, but... To your point, Carter, about things opening up, I think certainly we'll be reviewing more blockbusters than we did through the pandemic because we have the opportunity to go to the theaters and these blockbusters that have been delayed are now being released. So I think, Mike, I mean, we don't have a crystal ball, but you probably agree um, you will be hearing more blockbuster reviews um, in the coming months.
0: Well, I mean, even, you know, we were talking a lot and hyping up the Batman movie yes, um, because it came out during our Oscars time. Like, we're going to review it. We're just going to do it a little late and we're going to talk about it the week after the Oscars. But when we get into the summer, it'll probably be like, oh, when that movie opens, we'll talk about it. We have yeah. a more following opening schedules, which is hard. It, it could, it, we've been in the middle of a pandemic, so it's been hard to keep up. All the time and it's been hard to know and we've been having to kind of like come up with random things to talk about. Um, But I think as things open up and as the summer is probably going to be closer to like a a regular movie going summer, we'll probably be more online with, oh, something's coming out this week. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Yeah, there won't be be so much delays. Mm hmm. Yeah, and we'll do a whole Batman episode. That's what we've been talking about. I don't think we told our fans that. But yeah, we're going to do a Batman episode after the Oscars. So after next week's episode, we'll talk about the Batman. Because I've already seen it. Uh, And uh, Taylor, you're going to see it.
1: Can Um, you, Mike, give us a tease? Like one word, one word review to make us excited for after the Oscars?
0: One word? (laughs) um arkham okay that's my one word all right really teasing yeah Uh, arkham Uh, yeah there's i'm excited to talk about it let's say let's just say i'm excited to talk about the batman we've talked a lot about robert pattinson i think there's lots to talk about and I'm, i'm excited to do it um we do have to move on uh i know our fan questions are our favorite part we love our fans please keep writing in uh, we we always want to hear from you. Again, screeningandkingston.com right on the homepage or email us screeningandkingston at gmail.com. For now, we've got some more movies to review. We've got King Richard. We've got Coda. Uh, those are the movies we're going to talk about today. And then right at the end of the show, we'll just remind you how to enter our Oscar ballots. Um, Taylor, why don't you take it away and tell us what you thought of Coda, which let me tell you, can I tell you the only thing I know about Coda? Go for it. New York Times article at the top said, feel good movie of the year. That's the only thing I read or even saw about Coda. So there you go. Take it away.
1: Accurate, accurate description, Mike. This is the okay, great. <laughs> the best movie you'll see all year that no one has heard of.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> In my opinion, that's my uh, my summation of this. Film. I,
0: I heard nothing about it. No. I thought Coda existed until you texted me yesterday and said, "I'm I'm watching Coda.
1: The first time I heard of Coda, I think, was when Tyler wrote in making a joke about how I'm going to have to see two movies about familiar relationships and hate it or something. Because mm. I had just reviewed Lost Daughter. And I was like, what? I'm like, I don't even know what Coda is about. I don't even know what it is. So it's been nominated for Best Picture. Um and one of the actors, maybe more, but I know is definitely um, the actor that plays the father is also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And this movie has received a ton of buzz just in places I never go, I guess. Like it won, like it's already won awards for Best Picture, for Best Ensemble Cast, for like acting and stuff. I think it might have even got a Best Adaptation because it's actually um, an adaptation of a French movie that came out in 2014 so again did not know this so um just a little you know background the movie's called CODA which is an acronym for child of death death adults and the movie follows um a, a girl she's she's in grade 12 and um she's the only individual with hearing um in a fa- in a family so her her mom Ooh. dad and older brother are all deaf and they operate um a fishing boat in Massa- massachusetts that's another word i have trouble with but eastern seaboard i think
0: that's correct yeah massachusetts. eastern yeah.
1: seaboard and um the new york times it was the new york times right and they yeah. got it spot on it is a feel-good movie like this is not a movie that you would think would be nominated for an Oscar because it's a pretty small, like small in the sense that it's very contained. It's a coming of age story. Like that's what it is. You don't typically see that in the Oscars. These these nice kind of feel good family based um, comedies, right? And it is it is a comedy. There it's coming of age so there is, you know, some drama, some tension, but ultimately it's a, you know, coming of age story and um I loved it. <laughs> it's on um Apple TV. So that was my joke yeah, Apple it's TV. it's a it's a movie that no one is going to see because I know very who, who
0: has Apple TV, right?
1: Like <laughs> I know very few people who have Apple TV, but <laughs> Apple TV, at least when I resubscribed is only 5 a month, which is like the yeah. cost of a rental. So do yourselves a favor, sign up for Apple TV, watch Coda. And then, you know, at your discretion, delete your subscription. But for five ninety nine, um, this movie is well worth the apple subscription for the month and um really great so it has been getting um you i would get i would say that across critics the movie is very well received but Mm -hmm. it is getting some criticism from the deaf community um the the um the critiques from the deaf community are more mixed whereas like across like in the in sort of the critic community, it's overwhelmingly positive. It's a little bit more mixed in the deaf community. So, I would recommend you um, reading a little bit more, educating yourselves, because this movie is about, um, you know, a, a marginalized community, right? Someone in the disability community. So, um, it is worth learning a little bit more. But as a as an individual who has hearing, I I really enjoyed. The movie. I thought the writing was really funny, and the acting was really great. So, the three individual, the three characters who are deaf, are played by deaf actors, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. you, and- you,
0: you used to not see that a lot. No, right? like it's becoming a lot more popular now. Like even in uh, Quiet Place, um, yeah. And there's uh, the the Eternals movie. Like you're starting to see actors. Oh, if this if this character is deaf, it's Played by, an
1: by a athlete, deaf person yeah, so uh or an individual with deafness um so that's kind of what the critiques are is that it's made strides but like um mm. one person i read like she didn't think that it had gone like far enough in its portrayal of the deaf community and you know i can't i can't speak to that right like i'm not sure. part of that no. community um so if she feel if she feels that way like that's valid so I'm not again that's why I recommend you taking the time to read read those things and kind of take them in but I think um I I I just have really like I I cry, my my I laughed I bawled mm. like wow. this is a tearjerker like not because it's sad but because it's like you know, you're just like, it's just like, it's just a tearjerker, right? Like the family. So like, they love each other so much. Anyways. So I, um, do I think it's going to win best picture? No. You know, in a you just year. You think
0: it has like enough to do that?
1: It's not. But I don't know. Cause then again, you know, Green Book won, right? Which was not a very good <laughs> movie. Yeah. That's,
0: so. a, that's actually, you read my mind. That was exactly what I was going to say. Cause like Green Book did win and wouldn't have been thought to be that type of movie either so you never know right
1: but like the thing is this year it's up against more oscar-ish movies like i think like power the dog is like an oscar movie um we know that oh well being the ricardos wasn't nominated for best picture right but um west side story 2 right belfast Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. are movies that the academy are like drawn to and i think because coda was like when i mean small scale it's like it's about a family like it's it's not crazy sets you know what i mean like it takes place Mm. on a in a small working class town it takes place on a boat but like the boat is real like you know what i mean like it the costuming isn't extravagant, like right. It's right. in a way, it's almost like unassuming, I guess. Um, anyway, so I think like if it won, I'd be so happy because this mm. is one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. Um, it's just nice, Mike. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just it's a nice movie. It's not often you just. <laughs> these days right where how many movies have we been disappointed even prior to the pandemic we go see so so many many. movies and you're like so "Eh." many bad
0: movies (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't be the one thing i never well i guess i did expect i just by doing this show we see more movies than really i i saw before or even if it's not more movies it's more of a variety of yeah and there's so many bad ones
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> much more bad than I'm used to
1: seeing. <laughs> exactly. Well, because when you're watching for your, yourself, you pick the movies you at least think you're going to like. Right? Of Anyways, yeah. so um, I really liked Coda. Oh, and um, it's about her singing. She wants to go to music school. Oh, right? Okay. So that's kind of, main, that. yeah, like like, what, kind of the main. Yeah, like what's the conflict? What's
0: the conflict? And so again, that's one, of,
1: that's one of the critiques of the film was that. From, from the deaf community, was that it seemed lazy that, mm. or um, maybe insensitive, that the major conflict was that she wanted to sing and her parents, quote-unquote, can't um, appreciate music, which um, mm. the author of the article said that's, that's not a very good representation of deaf people, right? Like, that's not mm. a very fair um, um, summary, I guess you could say, but Anyways, I think um, I think it was really great. It's well worth a watch. Um, pay the 5.99 and get your Apple subscription. I think it's maybe it's just under two hours. So again, a really breezy weekend movie. Or like you get home from work after dinner and you could put it on after dinner and it's not going to, you know what I mean? Instead of binging the latest Netflix murder mystery, put on CODA. Because <laughs> <laughs> don't you do that, Mike, when you get like get your finished work and you're like, ah, oh, I'm too tired to watch a movie. And then you end up watching three hours of a murder
0: mystery when you literally could have just put a movie on. Yeah, so for me it's the same so what i end up doing is i'm like oh i like i don't have time to watch this new movie or this new show but i end up watching five hours of like something i've seen right like it'll be like five hours of whatever like whatever it is fuller house show, yeah fuller House. i'll end up watching (laughs) which is like 10 episodes if it's right Uh, and you could have watched like a movie plus like a new episode of something
1: yeah so don't you could have done that yeah don't do that this week watch coda instead (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it's
0: so is that it's nice to see it it's a see it it's it a see it, or, a yeah.
1: See it. Yeah. yeah
0: um okay so so my movie was king richard um and i've been wanting to see this for a while because everyone knows i'm a big will smith fan in um, sports he, in sports yep yeah, uh he uh he is in a lot of different kind of different kinds of movies um, he he does have this kind of dramatic side to him. Uh, and yes, as you said, sports, tennis. Um, so this movie is, is kind of a biopic for for Venus and Serena Williams. Now, I think, and Taylor, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that there are some names in sports that transcend the sport. Where yeah, I know say, the Williams sisters. Yeah, you know Williams. Yeah, so the Williams sisters for tennis is like, lebron james for basketball tiger woods tom, tiger woods or tom brady where everyone outside even if they're not fans of the sports know that name. yeah um and so you've probably heard of them before they were their sisters who won jeez like every major tennis tournament like twice or four times over like they for the last two decades they have been superstars of tennis
1: dominated and not
0: yeah and not just in the female game but like period they they probably were the two top tennis players. If not, they're both in the top five tennis players all time, anywhere in the world. Um, so this is a biopic really about their family, which was interesting. Um, I kind of expected that, but I thought that was a bit of a different direction for, for this to go in. Like it's not just a sports bio movie. It's I thought a, it's a
1: Mike. I thought movie. it was going to
0: be just about their dad. Well, no, like no, it's it's like equally about the mom. And huh. the family dynamic of of the four of them. Now Will Smith, you're right that Will Smith, and the reason it's called King Richard because the father's name is Richard, and he's played by Will Smith, and he is the heart of the movie, and he is really the heart behind Serena and Venus becoming tennis stars. They were. But he was he, the coach. He coached he, them. He, was, he wasn't the coach because they had it. He was partially the coach. So the interesting thing about the story, and that I didn't know, is only one of them took the actual lessons like i think it was it was venus who took the actual no sorry serena serena took the actual lessons from from a paid instructor played by john barathol who who you might know of the punisher uh as well as a bunch of other movies he's been in like um west not west he, he did the walking dead and a bunch of other things like he he always plays like a thug from the from the south uh, but he plays like this rich tennis instructor and he can only teach one of them. And so what ends up happening is, is that he'll teach, teach one of them like, and then they'll go home and
1: she'll King teach Richard, the other like, one.
0: She'll teach the <laughs> other one and, and the dad will kind of stand in as the coach. And so right. they, they both, they end up like she does it all day. They both, both do it at night. Like, and that's how they kind of got to their start of <laughs> where they were is that he was pushing so hard for both of them to have this opportunity um and even though they could only like to have one of them take lessons they made it so they both could could uh practice and have these opportunities so it was it was pretty interesting to see and yeah i was very surprised that this was about the whole family um it, it's really like through through him that through richard that you kind of follow the story but you really get to see the the family being the heart of this film right. and sports is more just like part of it and it's used to kind of like you were saying, fuel the drama. The sport is fueling the drama, but it's not necessarily just about that. It's about how the family comes together, their dynamics as you see Venus and Serena grow older um, and you see kind of them become become stars. Um, And so, yeah, it was very good. Uh, I I liked Will Smith in it. I thought he was excellent. I totally understand why he got an Oscar nomination. Um, He was just... He was great. Every time he was on screen, he was he did great. He did a great job. There was nothing in there that I was like, "What's happening?" Like it very made sense. Um, and uh, I thought, like I thought, for kid actors, like they did pretty well. Like the the two, two, young, two young girls who they had play Venus and Serena. You see most of them through their like, I guess they would have been late late kid like early teen right. kind of years just Queens. before they yeah like that kind of time frame is where you get most of the action with them um and the, the the two girls do an excellent job like they they do they do very well sometimes you never know with kid actors what are you gonna get yeah it could be anything? hit or miss <laughs> yeah and you just hope you hope it's like okay just be good enough <laughs> and, and they were great that like they you know they they played the role really well um uh I thought that so their their mother um, also has like a very predominant role. The four of them really have a big predominant role together as a family unit. That's what you right. get most um, of of the, the movie. So it was really nice to see. Um, I, I hope Will Smith gets an Oscar out of it because I am a Will Smith fan. And I do think this is an excellent movie. What I will say about it is if you're looking for like a movie for the family and you're just like done with listening to the same Disney songs over and over again, this is one of those movies that reminded me when I was a kid that it's an adult movie, but you can kind of enjoy it for the whole family. Like I remember watching movies like a league of their own and things that are like about like, that was about the, the women's sports league right. that started in in the 1940s, not a like kid movie. Like it's an adult movie, but it's good for the family. Like some, you can get something kind of out of it for everybody. Um, so King Richard to me is a see it. I, I, was definitely uh, pleasantly surprised. Actually, all the movies that I've seen recently, a lot of them you've reviewed already, but the ones I've started to catch up on have been a lot better than the ones I was <laughs> reviewing and, and seeing <laughs> earlier. So King Richard and Belfast and Power of the Dog i like, have kind of enjoyed this past week of catching up on things. So yeah, to me, King Richard's a see-it. And I kind of want to echo something you just said about Coda. Like if you're looking for an easy watch for an evening or like a, a weekend movie, King Richard... Is, is a great movie for that. Like, it's 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 got a lot of heart to it. It's really interesting. If you are interested in how, like, Venus and Serena, like, really got started, it goes into a lot of great details about the family behind the scenes and, like, what they had to sacrifice and do to kind of get things going. Especially because, like, I mean, we can't, you can't ignore that race was an issue. Especially right. back during this time. I mean, it's always an issue, but... Because what, it would have been, like, the this, s- this time? S- s- 80s? Would Have been the 80s into the 90s, yeah, where mo- the vast majority of their like training comes in because they became very popular, uh, later late 90s. I think because I remember like all when I was in high school, they were they were winning all their tournaments like crazy. Like, that's why I said the past two decades, like all the 20s, like 20 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, like even last year, just last year. Venus was in... Uh, oh, sorry, I think it's Serena. I, I always think Venus is the younger one, but I think Serena is actually the younger one. I was was playing against um, um, uh, the Canadian there. Um, um, I can't Bianca? Her name, no, B, uh, Fernandez, uh, the other Canadian who do... She just won a big tennis. Competition, hmm. And she was playing Serena Williams. So it's like, they're even to this day, even though they are getting a little older and like they're probably near the end
1: they of the tennis careers,
0: they're, they're still the top... So players, here's whatsoever. a question
1: for you, Mike. You said Will Smith deserves best actor, maybe, um, or at least you hope. Do you think it's a best picture winner contender?
0: Um, I think like to me, I think it's up there as a contender Um, of all the movies I've seen. I also like it's hard because we know that the the Academy thinks differently. Yeah. So I'm also, I've got that lens of, I don't think the Academy will go this direction, but of the ones I've seen, like, yeah, this power of the dog. And even like, I, I, I quite enjoyed Belfast. Like I thought the three of those movies have been of the best pictures have, have been the best so far, but like, I don't think it's going to get quite the same amount of Academy votes as something like power of the dog. Will. Um so for me, King Richard, I, I, I would say it's a contender, but I don't, I just don't see it winning. But again, Green Book did win.
1: You never know. So you, you never, never know. Because
0: like to, to me, King Richard is similar to Coda in the fact that it's just like a nice movie. Like it's a feel good movie. It's a sports movie. I mean, you know, spoiler to history. Like it obviously has a happyish ending yeah. because they do become tennis stars. But there's a lot of turmoil that happens. in
1: Yeah. This. Adversity. It
0: exactly. Um we're we're right at the end here, so I just want to remind people screening dot com slash Oscars pool, get your ballot in by end of day Friday. Just make sure you get it in by Friday. So when I wake up on Saturday, I can start organizing all this um, and enter our Oscars pool. because so we're really excited about the Oscars next week. but unfortunately we're out of time this week. so uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear from us again next week. post Oscars. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.